I'm Ashley. And I'm Alicia. And we are Murd Nerds. Hey, Murd Nerds. We hope you enjoyed listening to our Camp Murd Nerds episodes um, as much as we liked recording them. This was my favorite recording session. I don't know about you guys. I, oh, had, yeah, the I had a most, blast. Yeah, oh, so much fun. So much fun. So um, we were talking, and if you want us to do more like themed episodes, you can send us some suggestions to our Gmail. Suggestions. Mm-hmm. Suggestions. suggestions to our Gmail. Um, obviously, we're going to do do it up for Halloween. We love Halloween, all of us here. So um, we'll do that in October. But there's a lot of holidays and a lot of like special times of the year. So get creative and send us your ideas. So that should be fun. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, me February too. is a special time of year. That's where your ideas <laughs> should come in. <laughs> there's only one special holiday, and I'm not talking oh, about Jesus Valentine's Christ. Day. <laughs> um, what's another one? <clears throat> what do you think? St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Wait, I thought we talked about that. We'll do Irish. It talks about it off air. Dude, Irish. 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 Irish murders. Alicia will do it fully in character. Probably not, because I can't keep it up very long. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Anyway, so I know... <clears throat> Excuse me. You know what? what you I know? know. I know that we already dropped an episode between the fourth and this episode, episode 29, but none of us have seen each other since then, so I wanted to ask um, Jeremy how your vacation was. Oh, my vacation was amazing. Where did you go? Oh, <laughs> I man, I know, was, but... you know, I packed in almost 3,000 miles. Whoa. Okay. Is that right? Yeah, it would be close to. Uh, we did the Dallas trip. We yep. went to mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas, and I got to see Flicker Stick, I, the original five uh, for the last time, and it was amazing. I it played for like three hours, and downtown Dallas is awesome. I met cool people while I was there. You know, handed out uh, Golden Mojo Entertainment uh, business cards, nice. and, you know, shit like Word. that. Nice. Um, and then I we made the fifteen sixteen hour drive home, and when I got home at four o'clock Monday morning. Um, my, my lovely wife, who we, we had booked a cabin with in Southern Indiana for Tuesday, looked at me and said, I'm ready to go. I don't want to sit around and wait till tomorrow to drive down. <laughs> so back into the car I went and nice. uh, drove down. And, you know, I'm going to I want to tell your listeners, don't do what we did. It will be the last time that I do this. Where you just drive and say, I'm going to get a hotel wherever we decide to get tired and we get tired and call it a day. No, yeah, don't do that. I've done it once before and and we did it on this trip and um, we ended up in Jasper, Indiana. We found a hotel there. She booked it online driving like five minutes before we got there. She booked it on her phone. Nice, nice. And uh, it was a really, it was a nice hotel. It was kind of tucked back. You know, you really wouldn't think that there was a hotel back there, but. This hotel had the longest hallway I've ever seen in a hotel. Remind me, I'll show you a picture of it. 
this thing just seemed to go on forever. Like very Stanley Hotel. I was thinking like The Shining, you know. Yeah, the Stanley. Yeah, is yeah. that what that is? Giving okay. you the Grady sister vibes. Oh my goodness! But uh, we stayed there for the night and then headed down to Santa Claus. And mm, I've always wanted to go there. If you're going to Holiday World or the Splash Park, they say that's amazing. We didn't want to go to those. We just thought we would go shopping in Santa Claus. Nope, bummer. It had a strip mall and it was three stores in it. Right, because it's all like Holiday World is it. That's yep. the whole like ironic. gimmick of the town. It's ironic because Santa gives shifts there, right? It was, Where does Santa buy his toys? So we talked to one lady in one of the shops there, and she just kind of she goes, "Yep, yeah, this is it." And, but if you want something cool, go up to Huntingsburg. So we went up to Huntingsburg. It was about twenty minutes north of Santa Claus, and it's a beautiful historic little town, you know, with all the shops and stuff down there so we walked the streets of huntingburg nice. and went shopping how many covered bridges were there i didn't see any oh really yeah are usually you covering... like indiana historic towns it's like we yeah. have our covered bridge there was not i didn't <laughs> see any well i didn't look for them either but right are you covering all this on uh, yes on golden image i'll get it oh, okay more, way yeah. more detail on it okay yeah so if you want any more information about Jeremy's trip <laughs> with Bobby, you we, must stop talking about it now. <laughs> we have uh, we have a Flicker Stick uh, Dallas Texas episode slated, and then we have a vacation where I'll talk about that, and then because Gunner is off to Disney. <sighs> Shut yeah. up. Yeah, which is what really funny. Really funny, but that is, that is funny. funny. Um, and you'll find out. <laughs> you'll find out along the way. You right. Know, but, right. Uh, <laughs> So we'll do a vacation episode. We've been trying to slate out our next uh, episodes, but we have bands coming in and and um, you know musicians coming in. It's been it's been pretty exciting. So, awesome. but yeah, vacation was great. Can I ask one more question? Cabin was wonderful. When you guys went south, did you go to Brown County or yes. w- okay? I yeah, love we Brown was in, County. Yeah, was in Brown County. Um, I love Brown County. The cabin we stayed at it was down on the Ohio River. Nice. Which I mean that's. Really, I mean, the only place that might be more south than where we were yeah, at is Evansville. There. So, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah, it was, it was quite the, quite the journey. I did get some trouble, which I didn't tell you guys about. I got in trouble after we left the cabin that uh, we were so close to Louisville, and Waverly is in Louisville, and somebody got pissed that I didn't tell her that it was that close, and we could have just taken a little hike over to Waverly for. A, afternoon visit but what's what's the significance of waverly waverly hills sanatorium, sanatorium. it's like a really oh. haunted uh, old uh, sanatorium so you were mad or bobby was bobby mad, was bobby. mad. Really? Yeah. she needs to go on the united states paranormal with you guys then i know right she, she should is. come in and record an episode <laughs> with you <laughs> i think we should plan a trip to go down there and bobby can be a little guest host yeah on, uh, can I come too? I'll be the getaway driver f- if shit goes down. <laughs> if shit goes south. Um, well, of course you can go. We just have to go. rent like a tank so I feel safe. Yeah, well, we'd have to take several cars because I think it would be a bunch of people. That right, right. But, <laughs> That's uh, true. Yeah. It's, in, the, in this adventure, and I'm going to bring this up right here, right now, hopefully we, we can we can generate some interest in this. In this little adventure we had in the cabin, we went hiking. And my wife has this new idea that she wants to start a YouTube page and go out and do have adventures like that. Right. Hiking and, and going. Just get like through. a GoPro yep. and 
Now, would oh, you take Ozzy hiking with you guys? That is a that is a thought. Depending on where we plan on staying, right. and you know, if it's a day trip, then it would be great. He can just ride with us and mm-hmm. go. But if we go, you know, you got to make sure you have a pet friendly right, right hotel cabin, whatever. Yep. But so yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So if you guys want to see that, let us know. If we're gonna call it, she's already named it. Have <gasps> I told you? No. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna yeah. Are you gonna drop it right now? Right here. I'm gonna here? drop it right now. <laughs> I'm gonna drop it right what here it? on murder. He's gonna drop it like it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> She wants to call it. She wants to call it. <laughs> she wants to call it Golden Curiosity. <gasps> oh, I love it. Where? What is? What is? She even has a tagline. Oh uh, my God, she's like exploring is curiosity. Oh, I love Bobby. Me too. I love her. That is so good. <laughs> that is good. That's better than any title we've came up with so far. I feel like. honestly. So yeah, that's coming here in the near future. We've already. Uh, plotted out uh, a trip to Spring Mill State Park first uh, of October, but we'll do a couple more before that. You know, honestly, you don't have to drink that. You I want it. I want to drink it. It's fine. I'm okay. It's okay. It's not normal. Oh, that's why you said that. I yeah, didn't even dumbass. Oh, I didn't uh, realize. But yeah, that was my vacation adventure. Oh, it's a good thing we don't review beers on here. Yeah, Um, but maybe we will be. (laughs) We might be in the future. Oh, okay. Nothing set in stone, but I'll just leave that little nugget. (laughs) Maybe we will in the future. Oh, (laughs) with other people who do that. Oh, there. Oh, now see now that drops me straight. That did light bulb went on. So yeah. Oh my God! There's a big fucking spider. Oh, that's a human. Oh, it's <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that one's really scary. Did it hide? It, it went, went behind the, the cork board. board. Oh, that's where his house is. <gasps> oh. And all of his babies. It's 382 babies. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's just forget that happened. Uh, what did you do over the fourth, Alicia? Um, I went on a float with uh, Skylar and Jess and Gunner and... Some of our other friends, Amanda and Nick, some of Skylar's friends, uh, Craig. The Destroyer. The Destroyer. Guess what he destroys? <laughs> yeah, you know. What? Say it. I want you to say it. You say it. Pussy! <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to strong arm Craig into taking me out for a date and he never did, so... <laughs> I'm calling you out, Craig. He probably doesn't even listen, does he? He probably doesn't. <laughs> so, yeah, we went on a nine-hour float, and uh, I got... Wait, which Craig? Friends. You have two Craig friends. The one you... The one you... The one I strong-armed yeah. tried to... Okay, gotcha, gotcha. You, you scared him away. You I probably <laughs> did. It was wow. very aggressive. Yeah, you're a little aggressive. I'm kind of aggressive sometimes. <laughs> and then actual 4th of July, we did nothing. We sat at home. I mean, it's lovely. That's what yeah, you wanted to do. That's all I wanted to well, do. You were burnt to a crisp. Yeah, I was like pukey feeling, and Ugh. I was shaking. I'm pretty sure I had sudden poisoning, and I had like some poisoning is intense. Broken capillaries. So, yeah, that's what I did. What'd you do, Ashley? I just went. I went with my mom to her best friend's house, and we went swimming, and we set off like legal fireworks you know like what two inch mortar right lame um no it was a lot of fun it was a chill night i was gonna go to a party at my friend steph's house but i had already told my mom and my mom and 
Yeah, what up, Steph? Steph listens. What up, Steph? Steph Poo. Oh, wait. I shouldn't say her last name, should I? Steph Poops her pants sometimes. (laughs) 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 Um, My mom invites me to Chrissy's house every single year, and I haven't gone yet. And she invited me, and I didn't have any plans. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with you this year. And then Stephanie's like, party at my house. I was like, God damn it, Stephanie. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't I didn't bail on my mom. I went with her and it was a nice time. I didn't get trashed like I always do. You know, like I went home and still was able to like walk my dog. and <laughs> Trashly, more like soberly. Soberly. <laughs> wow. So yeah, hold on. Ca- I need wait, you to cut character. this, but I have to do something. Okay. <laughs> I had it had to happen. I don't have any tissues, so. All right. Um, is that is that it for what we want to say? Yeah, I don't have anything much to say. Okay. All right. Um. Well, today I'm going to talk about somebody that I have brought up before. So we had a listener question. Um, that was asked, and they had asked, "What is the creepiest murder, like in your opinion?" Okay. So, do you guys remember your answer for that? The creepiest murder you ever read about or learned about? You don't remember your answer? Yeah, I do. I can't remember what his name was. Was it like Eggeen? No. no, I think that was he's mine. Bad. That was, Yours was mine. Eggeen. Yeah, because yeah, he's his mom's head. Yep. I remember talking that about that. That was mine. Yep. That was my question. That was your question. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> it was the cell phone one with the guy with the scary, like. Oh, that's right. Which you covered, didn't you? No. You didn't with the noises? No, because we were still in it, only in Indiana at that point. Oh, bitch, you got to cover that because I'm covering mine. <gasps> so I'm covering. Yes. So I'm going to be covering the murder of John Price by Catherine Knight, who ended up becoming the first Australian woman to be sentenced to life in prison. Hmm. Cha Oh, we're going around the world. Round the world. I'm out of the U.S., baby. I am in our upside down better half. Am I going to have to pack? I didn't get my passport ready to, you know. That's fine. We can buy one. My passport murder. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, So, let's see. It's going to be some poor research combined with some rich enthusiasm. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a Wikipedia special, everyone. And I talked to Alicia before we recorded. I was like, this is going to be interesting because I didn't get to do everything that I wanted to do to my notes. So, yeah, here we go. That happens to the best of us. I'm sorry. I'm a very tired person. <laughs> this is episode three for me today. Right. It's true. It's true. Well, yep. <laughs> so there is, um, there's a trigger warning for this episode. It involves talk of rape, or not talk of, it happened, um, child abuse. <laughs> sorry. I'm going to be talking about it, but it, it, these are facts. <laughs> So, rape, child abuse, animal abuse, and just, in general, extreme fucking violence. Listen. This is a terrible I story. I can deal with extreme violence. I can deal with rape. But what, let's not animal abuse. Let's not do that. I have to. Okay. It's part of the buildup to the story. <laughs> like, it's just, it's another red flag that came up. Like, this is... We've already pissed the dogs off with the murder from episodes right. previous. Yeah, this but I is thought like, we got it back with Droopy. 
We did, but I'm fucking taking it away again. <laughs> it's just one of those cases. It's a perfect example of like the cycle of violence that it's so hard to stop because the kids are exposed so young to just consistent extreme violence. And that's just all they, that part of their exactly they like they don't know any different and world. they so they don't develop those ne- necessary emotions and you know what coping mechanisms and stuff so I do also want to say that I'm not trying to garner any sympathy for um, Catherine Knight by telling you guys about like how shitty her childhood was um, I just think it sheds a lot of light on why and how she turned out this the way that she turned out um, like I said before, there's so many red flags that she had, like terrible mental issues that made her a danger to herself and those around her. And that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there really was only one foreseeable outcome to her being like free in society. And that is that she would eventually kill somebody. So Catherine, I, she was born just in a terrible environment. Um, her mom, Barbara Ruffin was married to a guy named Jack Ruffin, obviously. They lived in the small town of Aberdeen in New South Wales, Hunter Valley, which is obviously in Australia. Um, So they, Barbara and Jack had had four sons, and then Barbara started, like, sleeping around on Jack, and she was sleeping with a guy named Ken Knight. So this was a co-worker of Jack's. And the Knight family... And the um, <laughs> the Knight family and the Rowan family were like big names, I guess, and because Aberdeen's like a small town, so they were really big names. So the fact that that when this got out that they those two families were kind of intermingling, it was like a huge deal. It was like a big scandal. So Barbara and Ken ended up moving to a different town called Moray, and they did this because obviously they were shunned because they both ruin their families to be together basically so um none of barbara's four sons went with her um the two eldest boys went with their father so with jack Mm -hmm. while the two younger ones were sent to sydney to stay with um, one of their aunts so um barbara ended up having four more kids with ken knight yes i know that's a lot of freaking kids so this included uh, a t- set of twins uh female twins so Catherine was one of these twin daughters um when Catherine was four in 1959 jack uh ruff ruffin ruffin i'm pretty sure is how you say it jack ruffin passed away and <clears throat> His two older boys that had been living with him ended up living with Barbara, which would be with her and Ken in there. So now they're like this nuclear family. Um, So Ken Knight was a terrible alcoholic. Um, He was openly violent. He would just beat the shit out of uh, Barbara all the time, intimidate her. He would even like rape her like multiple times a day. It said even up to 10 times a day. Whoa. Yes. That's a lot of. That's some stamina. Bro, that's some anger and alcohol. Okay. Yeah, like what happened to him as a child? Right, right. Like like I said, the fucking cycle, man, because this is Barbara. And like Barbara gave it back to him. Like she would beat the shit out of him too, I think. So Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But anyway, she would often tell her daughters like talk about sex inappropriately with them mm-hmm. at a very young age. Yeah. 
And she would talk about how much she hated men and how much she hated sex and intimacy. And and so that started to build like a weird narrative about, you know, sex and love and relationships for these kids. Yeah. And um, so later in life, Catherine was like confiding in her mom and was like, you know, one of my partners want to uh, do like a sex act that I don't really want to do. And do you want to know what her mother told her? Oh, God, what? Her mother said, put up with it and stop complaining. <gasps> oh, yes. my God. Yes. So um, Catherine also claims that she has been sexually assaulted by several members of her family. Um, but she never uh, never implicated her father in any of that. Like, her, she claims that her father never... I don't know if she ever said, my father never touched me, but she never implicated him when she was talking about family members who, who had sexually assaulted her. So she said that that happened until she was 11. Yeah. Um, and a lot of psychiatrists say that, you know, th- th- this is true, and a lot of things have been verified by other members of the family but it's still kind of like up in the air like is she really telling the truth about everything you know type thing only because of what happens down the road yeah we're gonna talk about so yeah so other than her sister who she was close with i think her sister's name was joy and um what what a weird name joy there's a lot of o's in that name um no i questioned it but it, it was joy um, so she was close with Joy, and then she was also close with her uncle Oscar. Um, he was a champion horseman, and he committed suicide in 1969. Oh. So she was obviously torn up when he had passed away, and to this day, she still claims that um, his ghost visits her. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So, um... Oh, I, I forgot to cite my sources. I'll do that now. Wikipedia. What up? <laughs> and no, uh, I Discovery ID did a, an episode, like an hour-long episode on her as well. So in that episode, Dr. Leah Giarratano, I'm going to go with that. I believe it. Yes. Says <laughs> um, that Catherine probably began to dissociate around the age of three or four. And that that was probably the beginning of like her mental downward spiral. You just can't cope with that kind of abuse and that kind of narrative at that age. And so when she was in that dissociative state, she missed out on developing empathy, love, and other important emotions that, you know, develop as you age and grow. Mm -hmm. So she ended up attending, she switched schools a lot um, as a young child, but she ended up attending Muswellsbrook High School. Um, She was a loner, and classmates said that she towered over uh, the smaller children and that she was a bully, and that's how they remembered her in school. Um, She did assault at least one boy, I'm guessing it's on record, um, with a weapon. A weapon. That's all. That's all I know. They didn't say what weapon it (laughs) was, right? With a weapon. Um, so, and she was also injured by one teacher, but that teacher obviously was like, whoa, this was in Mm self-defense. So she lashed out or did something and uh, she did get injured in that, uh, scenario. But, um, it says that she was like a model student and earned a lot of rewards for her good behavior. This is astounding to me. I don't know if it happened maybe in, you know, 
middle school and high schools when she started or or a lot of people say that she could just flip like flip a switch like she was kind and nice and then the next second she was just blind with rage well i wonder if it has anything to do with uh maybe they knew how batshit crazy she was so they tried to reward her to keep her on right so they're just looking at these records like oh she got this award this award that could be and like excuse me like they said that you know it was a small town so there weren't many options right (laughs) like everybody sucks here (laughs) no um but everybody knew who she was they knew her family maybe (laughs) you suck and you You, suck you're cool you You get the award right (laughs) Um, so this is another thing that's very confusing to me because it's saying, well, she got rewarded for her good behavior, but it says she left school. It says she left school at 15, but she didn't know how to read or write. It's like, how do you get all the way to 15? Again, this was in the, what, in the 50s, 60s and in Australia, so I'm not sure what their education system was like then. Shishim. Obviously. I was going to say, you silly have something to say. That's just pretty impressive that she got along this right, far. Right, all the way to 15. Yeah. So, <clears throat> something I didn't mention before is that, like, her mom, her dad... Um, so many people in her family, I th- pretty sure her grandmother as well and her grandfather, they all worked at the local abattoir. Now, do we know what an abattoir is? Yeah, it was that mo- the airbender, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. It's the, the, that little guy that's on my screen on my cell phone that is my avatar. Oh, my gosh. The blue guys. <laughs> They're coming out with a movie in December, the second the, one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. We, okay. got, a, we got a shit ton of avatars. <laughs> so many, okay. What, All Ashley, wrong. What's an abattoir? An abattoir Three is... abbots. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you so much. It's a slaughterhouse. Oh. Isn't that a fancy, lovely word for a slaughterhouse? I'm trying to comprehend that. Hold on. Abattoir slaughterhouse i was actually would have thought it was a whorehouse right it sounds it's like a sexy word yeah but it is what it is they call it what they call it so this was like her dream job because like i was saying before before we started talking about the last airbender um (laughs) her uh, she was she came from a long line of her family members working in the slaughterhouse and so this was like her dream job so when she dropped out of school, she got a job as a cutter in a clothing factory. And then 12 months later, she got her dream job, which would be cutting animals <laughs> at the local, the local abattoir. Um, she was quickly promoted to boning. And when... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I never even... This is the first time I've said it out loud. <laughs> So it this is, is the first time I said it out loud this whole time. It is a whorehouse. It might it's very not well a be. whorehouse. It's a slaughterhouse. Ooh. <laughs> oh, did they make your bone the animals? Oh. oh God! Why do you have to go there? Why would you even say that? <clears throat> okay, no. I'm gonna say it again, and I want you guys to be mature. Oh, I can't 
do that. She was quickly promoted to boning and (laughs) (laughs) she got promoted to a job we will not name. (laughs) And what they do when they promote people to this said job, they give you your own set of like really nice... I haven't even said it yet. <laughs> He's running away. Where are you going? <laughs> A nice... Oh, is it because I was going like this? <laughs> nice set of what, Ashley? Butcher knives. <laughs> oh, no. They should never bone with a butcher knife. <laughs> May I? Yes, please continue. I am so, so sorry. I... I... Didn't even put that together. I'm like reading and typing and I didn't even, my mind didn't even go there. So she got her own set of butcher knives. Okay. For boning. For boning. Yes, for her boning job at the abattoir. Nice set. Many workers uh, from the abattoir remember her. um, She would just like nick arteries just to watch animals like bleed out. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, if you're going to do a job, you might as well enjoy it. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Jeremy, no. I'm just saying, I mean, you know. You can't defend that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's no. It's, um, it's not there. Um, So at home, she would hang these knives over her bed. And so that they would, quote, oh, so they, quote, would always be handy if I needed them, unquote. And that's something that she did until she was arrested and put in prison. Just in case a cow needs to be butchered in the middle of the night. <laughs> right. You never know what's going to sneak into your bedroom. Could be a cow. Could be a deer. Could be a coyote. Or a pod. What's the thing? A Chuck Willie? I can't remember. I don't a know. Pugwudgie. Pugwudgie! <laughs> a Chuck Willie? <laughs> Willie? I don't remember. I knew Willie. it was something. The mystery of the Chuck Willie. <laughs> a nice set for boning <laughs> okay we are moving past that i promise listeners i'm so sorry we'll never move past it <laughs> um okay so there's a lot that leads up to john price's murder we're gonna talk about the three men that she dated um from the time that she got the job at the abattoir until she began dating john price um but we're only going to talk about the three that she had children with so there's like the most significant, I guess, because she's got kids from them. Damn, homegirls out here dating all kinds of Homegirl have four kids, three girls and one boy. She had four children. Same. Oh. Different. <laughs> Not same. <laughs> Not same. Okay. So we're going to talk about um, David Collette. So Catherine first met David Collette in 1973. So he was a heavy alcoholic. Um, he went through, he used to work for a railway, and he went through two, like, super traumatic um, what, events, I guess mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, so his, the first one would be that his best friend was killed in front of him in a shunting accident. The fuck does that mean? I didn't look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'll Google it. A shunting accident. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, it says, um, push or pull a train part of a, oh, a train or a part of a train from the main line 
to a sliding I think it's moving the train off the main line to like a sideline. Okay. Right? To like st- not store it, but to like keep it there. Store it, I guess would work. Anyway. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. So his best friend, like he was right there. His best friend's pulling that train over to the side and he gets killed. Um, and then he actually rescued um, injured occupants from a school bus in Kempsey, which is a town. Um, it had been struck by a train, and six of those uh, six children from that bus actually did pass away that day. So, oh, wow. so these two things happened in a short period of time, and he just like fell into alcohol. He couldn't cope um, with seeing these terrible things happen. So he eventually got fired. Um, his performance and behavior just went straight downhill. Um, but he got a job near Aberdeen. Guess where? Was it? The abattoir. I was gonna say, which I did already say. I said that they met there, the but anyway. So, um, it's so here's the thing: if David Collette got into a fight, like Catherine would like fight with him, like fist fight people. <laughs> oh my god! Right? Like it's like she sounds kind of cool at first. It's a bad bitch, right? So she would, like, fight. Um, And she was known for telling people, like, hey, I'm going to fuck you up if you make me mad, basically. And that that was, like, her reputation. Um, So some people believe that Kellett was her first, um, I want to say, consensual sexual encounter. So she fell in love with him, like, immediately, basically. Mm -hmm. And with his drinking problem, um, one of the guys on the ID thing said that he thinks that... Colette just woke up one day and was like, shit, I'd propose to her. <laughs> like, oh, no. Whoopsie daisy. Because he would just get blackout drunk all the time. Yeah. So they got married in 1974, which is like what? I want to say a year after they met. Probably less than a year because they met in 73, married in 74. Um, So they arrived at the wedding service on a motorcycle and he was driving the motorcycle just tanked. He was hammered. <laughs> and this she wanted this to happen. It wasn't him. She's like, I want you to drive drive us to our wedding on this motorcycle after you smashed a 30 case, apparently. <laughs> right. Pabst Blue Ribbon. So um, when they got to their wedding ceremony, Barbara, so which her is her mother, yes, pulled Colette aside and said, this is a quote, okay? This whole thing's a quote. The old girl... Oh, wait. Okay, so this is a quote from Kellett. The old girl said to me, watch out, old girl being Barbara. Now, this is the quote within the quote. This is what Barbara said. You better watch this one or she'll fucking kill you. Sit her up the wrong way or do the wrong thing and you're fucked. Don't ever think of playing up on her, which means cheating on her, Mm -hmm. because she'll fucking kill you. And that was her mother talking. She told me she's got something loose. She's got a screw loose somewhere. Oh, my God. Well, that's what you want to hear on your wedding day. <laughs> right, right, right. And he's oh. too drunk to give he a shit. He was hammered. He was like, fuck, rock on, hard metal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on their wedding night, Catherine tried to strangle him. <laughs> well, that didn't take long. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you want to know why? He banged one of the bridesmaids? No. Okay. He only fucked her three times. And then he fell asleep. And she was mad. She wanted more than that. Oh. Oh. 
Well, I mean, when she's been raised her whole life to her dad boning, but excuse right, me, and just raping violence. her mom, yeah, ten plus times a day. Yes. So um, obviously, th- for the duration of their marriage, it was insanely violent. Um, one time when Catherine was super pregnant, she took all of his clothing and all of his shoes. And just set them on fire and burnt them up. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was just before she smashed him in the back of the head with a frying pan. And this was because he um, got into, like, the final round of darts. He, like, became a finalist in, like, a dart competition. Yeah. So he wasn't home when he should have been home because he right. was, like, playing longer than usual. So, yeah, she's, like, frying pan to the back of the head. Yeah. Good Lord. So, at this time, after she smashed him in the back of the head, he ran and collapsed at a neighbor's house and got treated for, uh, his skull was fractured. And, like, he was going to, police wanted him to file charges, but he didn't because he was in an abusive relationship and she talked him into not filing charges. Yeah. Yeah. Which is easy to do when you're groomed in in an abusive relationship. So after they had their first child, um, he actually left her for another woman. Uh-oh. Yeah. Because obviously she was trying to fucking kill him. Um, so she was having a hard time, obviously. She's like, oh, my God, he left me. I'm going to fucking kill him. But she had a newborn baby. <clears throat> so the next day after he left her, she was seen by bystanders pushing her baby in a, they say, pram, mm-hmm. so in in the stroller, um, down Main Street and violently throwing <gasps> it from side to side. Yeah. So obviously they were like, hey, there's a lady here, like, about to kill a child. <clears throat> so she got admitted to a hospital and was diagnosed with postnatal depression. And she spent uh, several weeks in there recovering and, you know, getting better. And so she was placed on, um, she, sorry, she got out and they were like, oh, here's your baby back that you were just throwing around. And she took said baby named Melissa and put her on the railroad tracks. <gasps> yeah. And after she put her on the railroad tracks, she stole an axe and went to town and was like, I'm going to fucking kill all of you guys in this town with this axe. <laughs> right. Red flag. Red flag. Is that a red flag? Jeremy looks dumbfounded. He's like, are you lying right now? I'm not lying. Trying to figure out why they give her the baby back knowing. Right. Well, but just throwing it around. Her husband had just left her. They're like, okay, Mm. she's good now. All right. Now, I think it's like, Mm. she shouldn't have her kids back. unifying families is always the goal. Right. That's true. Regardless of the red flags that are just one right after another. Well, and again, this was in the mid-70s, so... This is a different time, yeah, yeah. you know. You, did do we know what happened to the baby? Yes. Okay. We'll talk. Well, kind of. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. <laughs> kind of. Um, okay. So there was a local vagrant in town. They called him <laughs> Old Ted. I love <laughs> like, Old Ted. I'm old Greg. <laughs> so yeah, Old Ted. He actually found the baby on the ra- Melissa on the railroad tracks, okay. and he saved her. So Aww, nothing happened with that, right? Cool. And everybody says that there, like two minutes later, fucking train was like, oh my god. So yeah, it was like in the nick of time. 
Um, the Ted of time. I thought I was gonna say that. <laughs> the Ted of the time. Ted of time. Uh, so she He's was arrested all the again. Ted of time. <laughs> <laughs> she got arrested again, taken to the same hospital, and so she recovered, quote unquote, and she signed herself out the next day. Am I being oh. real loud? <laughs> She recovered no, you're fine. in okay. 24 hours. Right, and she signed herself out. So we're going to assume at this point she doesn't have Melissa. I would assume. I would very much hope. Um, so a few days later, this was after she signed herself out, she found a woman with a car, slashed her in the face with one of her butcher knives given to her from her work Mm. and said, you need to drive me to Queensland and I need to find my husband. So the woman did escape because they stopped at a service station and she like got the fuck out of there and called the police. But by the time the police got there, um, Catherine had taken a young boy hostage and was threatening him with the knife. So the police... um, (laughs) So stupid. The police attacked her with brooms. And they disarmed her. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if brooms is if if you know Australian lingo and brooms is another word for like AK fucking forty sevens. Please let us know because I know it doesn't make sense, does it? I'm willing to bet she's not recovered at this point. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I think that little boy would would uh, be on your side on that one. Testify for that. So again, she was admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Um, she actually came at the nurses then at this hospital and said, I was trying to go to the mechanic, (laughs) the mechanic at that service station because he fixed my husband's car, which allowed him to leave. So I was going to kill the mechanic and then I was going to kill, um, my husband and myself and, or no, sorry. She was going to kill the mechanic, mm-hmm. and then she was going to kill both her husband and her mother when oh. she arrived there. So when the police told um, her husband about this incident, he... Okay, so he had left her for another woman. When police told him about this, he left his girlfriend and moved to Aberdeen with his mother to help support Catherine. Just wait. Just wait. So on August 9th, 1976, so this is what, probably a year later, barely, she was, uh, Catherine, sorry, was released into the care of her mother-in-law. So her, hus- her husband, Kellett's mother. Um, he lived with her, too, because he had moved back to support her. <clears throat> Excuse me. They moved to Ipswich, which is a city west of uh, Brisbane. She got a job at Denmore Meatworks. So I'm guessing fucking throwing fucking knives around again like yeah. crazy. Man, she's really into these slaughterhouse Yeah, just wait. Vibes. Her and Kellett had another fucking kid in 1983. Oh my god, no. Yes. So, but in 1984, see now we're flip-flopping, she left him. <gasps> what? So she got a rental in Muswell Brook, which is the high school that she went to, so it's got to be close to Aberdeen, um, her where she had started off. Um, so she returned to work at the abattoir. So they gave her her job back. I don't know what kind of background checks they do. Right. Does this make any sense to you? <laughs> no, <I'm so laughs> P. 
people. And this is the eighties now, so it's like new owners. <laughs> right, right. They're like we wiped all the files. We have no idea. You're great. Get in here. Get in here. Excuse me, my hiccups now. You're very good at boning. <laughs> your your boning skills are top notch. So top notch. Okay. So after she got her job back at the abattoir, she actually injured her back uh, the year after. Is it from all the boning? Yeah. Yes. Rough boning. Um, So she went on disability. So in 1986, she met a man named David Saunders. Um, He moved in with her just a few short months after they met. Um, But he still had an apartment in the town of Scone. So, obviously, Catherine, with her past issues, started to become super jealous whenever he wasn't around, and she was, like, throwing him out all of the time, and he'd have to go back to his apartment, and then she would follow him back and beg him to come home and all this crap. So, um... Toxic. Right, right, right. Um, So, a year later in 1987, this is a hard trigger warning. Okay. This is the one you're not going to like. Yes, she, he had a two-month-old dingo pup, Mm. and she took that dingo pup, and she cut the dingo pup's throat, and the only reason, she did it right in front of his face, the only reason she did it was to tell him, this is what's going to happen to you if you ever have an affair, and then she hit him in the head with a frying pan and knocked him out. (laughs) What a fucking lunatic. There's a, I'm seeing a pattern here, a violent pattern. Yeah, this is a lot of shit. Again, red flag, red flag, red flag after red flag. So she gave birth in 1988 to his daughter, her name being Sarah. Um, So he put a deposit in on a house and um, she helped him again put the deposit on the house. She decorated the house with animal skins, skulls, horns, traps, Uh, machetes, pitchforks, rakes, old boots, leather jackets, like every inch of the whole house, every inch of the walls was covered with something that had to do with like hunting, cutting, trapping, just violent shit, which is fine. Like get your man cave, whatever, but it was her whole house, every wall. We'll post some pictures too. Well, and there's a way to do it tastefully without being like creepy about it. Right, right. So, um, they were arguing, naturally, her and Saunders were arguing, and she hit him in the face with an iron, and then she stabbed him in the abdomen with a pair of scissors. So, I think that's the time when he was like, "Mm, I think I'm done. I think this is it for me. (laughs) Some scissors to the chest. He's like, I already took one frying pan. I can't, you know. So, he moved back to his apartment in Scone. Um, But then, okay. So, he came back to Aberdeen where they were living, and... To get, like, probably get his shit. So. What about his kid? You know, that's the question that I had right there was, like, you, you know. Leave your kid with were this woman? All these men left their kids with this woman. Right. But that's just, like, a societal pattern thing, I think, of the women just takes the kid. Which no, wasn't. I, I understand that. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's you know, th- it's always been the child is better with mm-hmm. their mother. But. In this case, right. I mean, the there signs are there. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> Situations. The, yeah. yeah. I can't imagine these guys not fighting for their kids from some psychotic dog killing, fry pan wielding. 
Right. Just, Crazy, oh, just bitch. wait. It's giving me big tangled vibes. So, okay. So she has, <laughs> she has their daughter, Sarah. So he went and he, okay, wait, did I already talk about him cutting up, her cutting up his clothes? No. Okay. So when he came back to get his shit, he had found that she'd cut up all his clothes, you know, and destroyed everything. So he kind of just like went into hiding. She was looking for him, trying to find him. Couldn't find him. No one was going to sell him out. They knew how violent she was. They're like, this isn't happening. So he finally came back, came out of hiding. He wanted to see his daughter. Right. And he found out that Catherine went to the police and told them that she was afraid of him. And she got an uh, apprehended violence order against him. Wowzers. Yeah. <clears throat> Which is one of those things where it's like, you want to believe the victim, but she's one of those women that did it in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. you know, which makes victims unbelievable or less believable. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So, moving on to the next one. John Chillingworth. Um, in 1997, she got pregnant um, by none other than an abattoir worker. What? Yeah, no. she loves her meat men. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> so um they had a baby boy named eric um she was with him for three years and th- i didn't read anything about any crazy violence happening between them i don't know if it was what? a lull <laughs> right i don't know if it was a lull or if maybe they weren't really together it's just they couldn't find anything about him right. whatever so um so she was with him so she so she got pregnant and had his baby in 1998 she got pregnant in 1997, had a baby in 98. And so she was already banging another guy and having an affair with another guy while she was still with this John guy. So that's what they say. If they accuse you of cheating, they're the ones that are mm-hmm. fucking around and they think that you think like they do. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Um, so now we're on to John Price. So he was born in April of 1955. He was the father of three children when he started sleeping with Catherine or seeing Catherine. I think he had he had gen, uh, genuine feelings for her. Um, he was described as a, quote, terrific bloke. <laughs> Everybody loved him that knew him. Um, he got divorced in 1988. So um, his two-year-old daughter had remained with his wife and he actually took the two older children. So, and he knew about, like, all of her violence, her past, and everything when they started banging. And then he let her move into his house. You think he was going to fix her? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I could, but see, there's some like over... project. Right. The women do that shit all the time. So it's... <laughs> and I'm sure men do, too. I obviously... I'm a woman, so I hear about it from the woman's Right. Side. Um, there's a lot of time overlap. So he moved in with her, or she moved in with him in 1995. But she got pregnant in 1997 with John Chillingworth's child. So there's a lot of overlap. She was seeing multiple men, like, at once. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yes. Which is fine, as long as you're not committed to them. Right. Right. Oh, oh, sure. That's oh, a double standard. <laughs> I'm a firm believer, and you can date as many people as you, you want just, as long as you aren't. They need to know what's the what the haps is. Yes, yes. Like honesty. 
I'm dating you and I'm also dating other people. I'm not committed to you. You're dating other people? I thought it was just you, me, and Ashley. (laughs) (laughs) We are a solid monogamous threesome. (laughs) How dare you? We're the fearsome threesome. (laughs) Okay, now I gotta find my spots. (laughs) <laughs> we totally threw her off. Okay. So um, he let her move in. He says that his children, well, he says, he's actually, he's the victim. John Price is the victim. Um, <clears throat> it's reported that his children liked her. Um, he was making a ton of money. He worked in the mines. Um, and apart from. Not in meat. Not in meat. Not in meat, he right? Wasn't an, he wasn't an airbender. He was not an abattoir airbender. <laughs> meat bender. <laughs> Oh Maybe God. he was a meat We're bender. never going to get away from that. Um, so apart from them having like terrible arguments and moderate violence, I guess, um, he says that life was a bunch of roses. Huh. Right. With a lot of so, thorns. Yeah. No shit. No shit. At least one prick. Every day is a winding road. You know? Every rose has its thorn. Every day has its thorn. And every cowboy sings a sad song. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In 1998, they were super fighting hard about him not wanting to marry her. She wanted to get married. So she... Basically what happened was he worked in these mines and they have to replace these... Um, Medical kits, they they can't be outdated. They have to be, yes. can't be expired. So he was actually bringing these expired kits home. So in retaliation for him not wanting to marry her, she v- took a video, a camcorder, because this is 1998, so big camcorder, you know, and she's recording all of these things that he stole, quote, from work. And even though they were all these just outdated medical bullshit, he got fired. And he had worked there for 17 years. Oh, my God. So she got him fired on some bullshit. And um, this is the part when he was like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, I'm done with you. This is bullshit. This is not happening anymore. He eventually went back to her. But he would not let her live with him. So they got back into the, the throw of things, fighting all the time, <clears throat> very frequently, None of his friends wanted to hang out with him anymore because he's in this terribly violent relationship. It's not fun to be around. Whatever. So in February of 2000, so the last date we spoke of was 1998, and that was when she got him fired from his job. Okay. So in 2000, she in February of 2000, there was um, a bunch of assaults that she had committed on him. So, which ended in her stabbing him in the chest. So, this is the time when he was like, okay, now I'm really done. Just like the other guy that took the scissors to the guy. He's like, now I'm done. This bitch is crazy. So, this was in February. So, on the 29th of February, he stopped at a courthouse and he wanted to get a restraining order because he was afraid for his life and his children's life. So, he even went as far as to tell his coworkers, hey, if I don't come in tomorrow... Like, that bitch killed me. That's a quote. Yeah. (laughs) So, do you want to guess what happened the next day? 
He didn't come into work. Everything was great, and they like he came into work. They all life. had a laugh, and it was all fine. <laughs> hey, you made it in, John. <laughs> so he went home that night, and his uh, Catherine was gone. His kids were gone. Apparently, she sent them to stay at a friend's house, um, which is weird because I thought he wasn't living with her, but you know. We all say things that aren't true, I guess, sometimes. <laughs> um, he spent that evening with his neighbor, and then he went home and went to bed. So, um, Did he? That's so they say. So, And I don't know... I don't know how accurate this statement is, but it. I read that earlier that day that Catherine had bought some new lingerie, and videotaped the, all the kids like making bad comments about things like saying bad things I'm assuming about like saying how she looked in her lingerie what? yeah I don't know yeah I don't want to go too much into that because I don't know the validity of it if it's even true and it's very um, vague so but that's that's that yeah yeah so she, he went home at 11, right, and went to sleep because he was at his neighbor's house. He went to bed. Then she actually came over to his house. He was sleeping. She was watching, she was watching TV, and then she took a shower. She woke up. They fucked, and then he fell asleep again. Was she wearing the lingerie? I don't know. Okay. Imagine boning somebody that just tried to kill you, like just tried to stab you. Right. That di- excuse me, didn't try. Successfully, Successfully stabbed you. Successfully stabbed you. And then you're like, you know what? I don't think Let's... she ever got him with a frying pan. Well, though. obviously she's extremely hot in the sack. Well, she's it's it's all about be. manipulation. It is when you're in an abusive relationship like that, they do these things and then they apologize profusely. They shower you with gifts. They do love all bomb these you. things. Yes, yes, that's ex- an actual term. It's love bombing. And it draws you back in, and you're like, it's going to be different this time. They're not going to do it again. They're really good at the, like, <laughs> 10% of love, and it makes up for the 90% of shit. Right, right. <clears throat> so, at 6 a.m. the next day, the neighbor was like, yo, his car's still in the driveway. And work was like, yo, he's not at work. So, uh, some of his employers came to his house to see what was wrong. So the neighbor and the employer, or his coworker, I guess, they were banging on the door, banging on the window. Um, <laughs> nothing happened. What? It wasn't me. <laughs> oh my god! They weren't fucking. You're ridiculous. Oh, I thought somebody was banging in the bedroom. Oh. Uh, <laughs> caught, caught him on the counter. For real. It wasn't me. It okay. was on the sofa. It wasn't me. Oh my god. God I, I okay. Coming next, in the shower. The next epi- okay, listeners, the next episode I write, I will make sure not to use any words that can be interpreted <laughs> in any other way other than what my intended definition of that word is for that oh. specific situation and oh, sentence. Honey. He'll find a way. Uh, yeah. We'll find a way. We'll be over thirty episodes by then. You should know this by now. I oh, can pull yeah. anything out of thin air. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> like this rabbit in a hat. <laughs> hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit. Okay, we're going to get into the really bad part now. Okay. Are we ready? No. 
So they called the police um, after they noticed blood on the front door. So the police got to um, his house around 8 a.m. and broke down the back door. So they found his body along with Catherine's body. Um, she, he obviously had been stabbed and she was comatose from taking a large number of pills. So it appeared, okay, so basically she had stabbed him in his sleep. And if you looked at the blood evidence, <clears throat> excuse me, it showed that he had woken up and tried to turn on the light before trying to, like, get out of the house. So she chased him all the way through the house, and he had managed to get the front door open and get outside, but um, he either stumbled backward or she dragged him backward back into the home where he finally died from bleeding out. So that was how the scene looked when the cops arrived. But what had happened was after she had stabbed him, no less than 37 times, according to the autopsy. Jesus. Yes. Um, she had left and she had taken out $1,000 from an ATM out of his account. Um, and she... Uh, this is so terrible. So several hours after she killed him, she trigger warning to the max. She skinned him. She hung his... This is the part that made it the creepiest murder for me. This is why I answered it this way. She skinned him. She hung his skin from a meat hook um, uh, in a doorway, in the doorway of the lounge room. She then decapitated him. She cooked parts of his body. And she uh, made up plates or, or a dish with the meat from his body. Baked potato, pumpkin beetroot, zucchini, cabbage, yellow squash, and gravy. She set two settings at the dinner table along with notes beside each plate. These notes had each of his children, their names on it, okay? So, I think that her intention clearly was to feed him to his children. What the fuck? Yes. So it looked like there was a third plate that had been thrown out the back door. Um, they don't know why. Um, it says that they said that maybe she tried to eat it but couldn't eat it. Or um, she was trying to feed it to someone else that maybe she thought was maybe his mom or something. Who knows? Um, so mm, she says that she has no memory of any of this, obviously. How are you going to cop to something like that and talk about it? You know, so she doesn't remember, blah, blah, blah. They found his head in... This is so fucked up. I can't believe I'm saying these words out loud. Uh, they found his head in a pot with vegetables. So th this pot was still warm. Ugh. So it had just been cooked earlier that morning so the cops got there at 8 a.m so she obviously was doing this all night like through the night um so they're saying that she did all of this through the night in the morning says sometimes sometime later knight arranged the body with the left arm draped over uh, draped over an empty soft drink bottle and the legs crossed this was claimed in court to be an act of defilement demonstrating Knight's 
contempt for price. So she had left a handwritten note on top of a photograph and it was it was stained with blood and there were pieces of stuff on it <laughs> pieces of I'm sorry. It's your it's your emotions. I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my way through saying all these words because they're bad. Okay. <clears throat> so her spelling was terrible because she dropped out of school young. Right. Couldn't read or write very well. So it says, time you got back, Jonathan, for... She wrote rapping, meant raping. My daughter, which was spelled incorrectly, you... To Beck, which is one of his daughters, for Ross, for little John, which is his son. Now play with little John's dick, John Price. What? Doesn't really make a lot of sense. I think she's saying, you rape my daughter, you molest your children type of thing, but it was all unfounded. None of it was... His kids never were like, yeah, this happened. None of it. It was all just her She's just trying being to come up with a crazy. reason why she yes. killed him. Yes. So um, they actually offered her to plead guilty to manslaughter, but she said no. It's like, why wouldn't you fucking take that? That plea? Because she like the note was clearly from her. They knew she did it. Yeah. Well, when you're crazy, you don't <clears throat> make decisions well she pled not guilty (laughs) yeah she doesn't think she's guilty so yeah she was tried in 2001 um in october she was initially supposed to be tried in july but it was like a mental illness type thing so it was postponed (laughs) tiktok Mm -mm. no okay Mm -mm. it's mental illness (laughs) I thought it was emotional damage. That's another one. <laughs> I don't know either. It does. <laughs> um, okay. So when the trial started, so they were trying to get the, okay, I'm just going to read this. How it's written. When the trial commenced, Justice Barry O'Keefe offered the 60 jury prospects the option of being excused due to the nature of the photographic evidence, which five accepted. So, you know, of the crime scene and all that terrible shit. Um, when the witness list was read out to the prospects, several more also dropped out, after which the jury was impaneled. Do we know what that means? I well, think let's it, think about the word impaled. No, impaneled. I know. Oh, <laughs> it's like, what? That's not what I said. Well, let's, if they're, they're taken out of the panel of judges. That's what I'm thinking. So Knight's attorney then spoke to the judge who adjourned to the following day. So the next morning she changed her plea to guilty and the jury was dismissed. So doesn't really matter. Because she ended up not going through a jury trial because she, in the end, pled guilty. If you're impaneled, you're part of a jury. Congratulations. Uh, jury duty. <laughs> but I'm just reading it word for word here. Jury duty is one of those things all adults have to do as members of a democracy. So if you're impaneled, you're on the jury. 
Okay, so that so okay, after all those people they picked their jury members, I'm guessing. Okay. So which doesn't matter. They all got dismissed anyway. But thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. No for looking that up. I should have. Um <clears throat> Okay. So it was made public that Justice O'Keefe had been advised of the plea change the day before. Um, he had adjourned the trial and then ordered a psychiatric assessment overnight to determine if, like, Catherine understood that, like, what her pleading guilty actually meant. So um, her legal team had planned to defend her by claiming amnesia and dissociation. <clears throat> um, a claim supported by most psychiatrists, like we even talked about earlier, about her childhood dissociating. Yeah. Um, and although they did consider her sane... Two psychiatrists concluded that she suffered from borderline personality disorder. So no reason has ever been given for Gavin. <laughs> no reason has ever been given for the guilty plea. Um, she still refuses to accept responsibility um, at the sentencing. And at the sentencing, she her lawyers requested that she be excused to avoid hearing some of the facts. What? She knows all the fucking facts, right? So that was um, that application was re- refused because they're like she fucking did it. She knows every all of the facts. Yeah. Um, so when um, an officer took the stand to describe the skinning and the decapitation, she immediately became hysterical and had to be sedated. So she got her way anyway. Um, on November eighth, same year, so still in the uh, trial. Justice O'Keefe pointed out that um, the nature of the crime and that her lack of remorse required a severe penalty. And so he sentenced her to life imprisonment and he could not that she could never like get parole. None of that fun stuff. And that was the first time that that had ever happened to a woman in Australian history. Hmm. In June 2006, she appealed her life sentence, claiming that um, it was a harsh harsh and what's that called harsh and something punishment um there's like a phrase right you know what i'm talking about yeah harsh and very harsh (laughs) unethical no gosh i I don't know what it is um anyway that it was just too too much whatever um so justices peter mcclellan and michael adams and megan latham dismissed that appeal in the court and um this was the quote that McClellan said. This was an appalling crime almost beyond contemplation in a civilized society. So they upheld the no parole, nothing. So she's still in prison. Boom, done. That's it. Wow. Pow. What a wacky fucking case. Lots of... Lots of, I want to say lots of twists and turns, but it kind of all goes in the same direction. It's just a lot of crazy shit. What do you think her kids think? I think they probably don't think about her. Well, they probably think about her a lot, but but probably try not to. I don't know. Maybe they have, maybe they might have relationships with her in prison. I didn't maybe. look too much into that. It was already kind of a long, crazy story. I didn't want to go too deep into any of the children in the story because... They want their privacy, too. They don't want to be remembered yeah. for all this crap. So. Yeah, they don't want this to be their yeah. glory. Jeremy, what do you think? <sighs> Comments, concerns, questions. 
Um, actually, you know, uh, I hate to say it, and you know, maybe it's the dark side of my brain, but I would think that uh, one of those men that she stabbed or was batshit crazy should have fucking killed her ass long before she right. got to that point. But being her, being a woman, mm-hmm. they would get charged with that, and her stab wound or the, their stab wound from her would look like self-defense right and then they would go to prison for killing her so well and that's the thing this could have been ended so long yeah so many different steps in her life so many different events yeah yep well so yeah i i just talked about committing murder on somebody when we're not supposed to be doing that but i just it just it's self-defense i mean that would have been yeah exactly if they would have killed her in self-defense after they got i don't know Blasted over the head with a, a freaking pan, frying yeah. pan, or stabbed in the stomach with scissors. That's the most cliche, right? I know, right? Weapon, yeah. and she did it twice. Yep, to two different people. But like, like you know, most people do. You just be like, "Fuck this, I'm out. I'm separating myself from you. You're batshit crazy. I don't have to deal with you. I'll see you later." Yeah, yeah. I just feel bad for this for John Price, like. Well, you know, and I understand that, but don't come back. Right, you know, you know, right. He he, mm-hmm. he took her back in and, and, you know, had sex with her. And, you know, those are the avenues that he decided to take. Choices made sometimes are not always the best, but. It's that old phrase yeah. of plays stupid games, win stupid prizes. There you go. Right. And it not doesn't at all mean that he deserved it, but it was right. a consequence of those of, choices. Exactly. I don't think yeah. he deserved it at all. Insanely unfortunate. Well, and it's not, yeah, we're not victim blaming yeah, here no, by no, no, any no. means. No. No, by no, any no. means. Never. But you know when she had stabbed him in his organs. Yeah. Like she attempted to murder him and then he still went back. And it's like, hmm. I feel bad for you because that happened to you. That shouldn't have happened to you. But also, right. what else was it going to take? Like, that was the path you were going towards. The only person that could get you out of that relationship at that point is yourself. Right. The only person that could get your children out of that relationship. Yeah. Like, yourself. what? just because the outcome of that first stabbing wasn't death, that could have been the outcome. It was just like, what pure chance that it wasn't. Right. Yes. That she didn't kill him that time. Yes. I mean, what else? What do you? What, how much more escalation can you get aside from death? Yeah. And yeah. it's like that weird teeter totter of how, at what point do you hold the victim responsible for their own murder? Right. You know what I mean? Which like, you can't do. Yes, it's publicly. still the actions of her. Right. It's still the no, actions yeah, 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 of yeah. her that, that caused this. She had no right to. But at what point do we say... Right, it's just like you tell your kids... went back. You tell your kids, stop climbing on that, you're going to fall. And then when they fall, you're like, I fucking told you you were going to fall. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel bad for you. Which, obviously... They, you know, that's not the same exact, right. but... I have a good, I have a great, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, analogy? Analogy, okay? Look at, um, oh, Sigmund and Roy. Is that what their name? Oh, the, uh, yeah. Sigmund. Sigmund, Sigmund Freed and Roy. And Roy. No. Yeah. No. Sigmund Freed was a, was a psychologist. Yeah. What's the... <laughs> Is it Sigmund? Sig- and- Sig- You're right. Yeah. It's the yeah. Vegas. Is it Sigmund the and The tiger yeah. charm. Lion They messed with tigers and, and yeah. lions and bears. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. 
he had gotten hurt before mm-hmm. by these lions and he still did it right yeah but that you're like playing with fire at that point yeah, yeah. But exactly you know, but and then the he died animal. what's the common what's the common denominator between those two stories could it be love he loved those tigers exactly yeah and who's yeah. to say that john didn't actually he didn't love, like her. love her because like the psychologists were saying they thought she had borderline who knows who the normal sane when she was not in these rage spells what kind of person even she was. in Probably the wonderful. id yeah the discovery id there was a woman who had worked with her who had lived with them for a while and she was like we got a lot and i think she was more friends with her husband than she was with Catherine, mm-hmm. she's like we got along great she was kind she was funny she was nice she said but but for some reason every now and then it would just fucking switch and she would just be crazy yeah. she said other than that she was completely fine she was great we had fun we could talk like it's insane yeah. that that kind of a a switch which is not a disability like a, a mental mm-hmm. illness Borderline yeah. personality disorder. Mental illness. It's Man. mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean that happens a lot in in toxic relationships. Is you can see a good part of someone. Mm-hmm. You can see mm-hmm. what and they're you're blinded of. by that part. Exactly. Even if ninety eight percent of them par- fucking yeah. sucks. Yes. Yeah. Because you think that, that part will take over the other Eventually. part if you, you nourish it enough. Yeah. Yes. And you don't. You fucking enable them. So fucking leave now while yep. you can. Yep. But Those in, for people who needed to hear that. In some of the toxic relationships that I've personally seen. You I was going to say you can't say BN because you've been in no, the, I'm your, not, hi, your <laughs> high school sweetheart yeah, your whole I'm life. I'm not in a toxic <laughs> relationship. Um, but the ones that I've seen up close. A lot of the times, it's pushed from both sides. Oh yeah! Oh, it is. So, we ena- they enable. Yeah. Yep. They uh, do absolutely. I've seen it way too close. Yep. But when you're in it, you don't. You don't. See you it. don't see that happening. You're just trying so hard to make to get that that side of that person. You. It's it's. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and when it's all you ever know, like that's all she ever knew is how to be abusive and stuff. Right, and then right. w- once I'm sure those past boyfriends, when they got out of it and looked back and they were like, how did I allow myself to be in this situation? Mm-hmm. Her past husbands or whatever. I mean, it's well, and I don't she didn't exactly, ex- especially with um, um, what was it? Kellett? He he wasn't exactly a winner himself. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, not he at all. He was the drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. he's the, he drove him to the wedding on the on drunk the on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he had problems, but and yeah, that especially alcoholism. I mean, that really skews your perception of reality. Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Yeah. And I'm sure he probably fought her to you know yeah. it, that that relationship was probably just toxic on all doomed from the start. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. no matter say. what, no matter who yeah. the other person was on either side. Well, and this addresses taking responsibility for your own toxic behaviors also because he was an alcoholic. Even mm-hmm. if he was a victim, he was an alcoholic. She tried to to put her murdering John on John saying that he was molesting and raping right. children. Mm-hmm. And it's like she refuses to take responsibility, which is why she pled not guilty. Right. Until when, the end. when in the story it was shown that she was the one who's actually inappropriately explicit with children on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, not necessarily physically, but yeah, 
So be responsible for yourself. Yeah. Take a step out of yourself. Look at the situation from outside of that bubble and then read it with just logic because emotion skews things. Oh, for sure. And that's easy. That's easy for us to say we're not we don't have mental uh mental issues. Well, you know. Well, speak for yourself, <laughs> yeah. my friend. <laughs> oh, Sarah Jerry. But you know what I'm saying? I mean, she was she was mental. There was something oh, wrong yeah, with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She had So, for her to issues. try to take a take a, you know, pump the brakes and take a breath and step well, out. Well, I'm and talking look, more yeah. on the on the the victim side. Right taking on. a gotcha. step out, you know. Ashley and I know somebody that is very similar to this story and there's no responsibility taking like the way that they've that they were raised the way that they were continued to go through i mean it's literally almost identical to the story really <laughs> yes except the last portion i want you to th- really think about this well we can talk about that we'll after talk we're about done it later here. but okay. yeah it, it, there's no there's no they can be a great person, mm-hmm. but also the worst person. And it's just, there's just things not, there's things missing right up in their noggin. And it really sucks because they can be a good person. And it was, it probably was development at the young age. Nature and nurture. Yes, exactly, exactly. And also there's a certain point where you're, you can't blame your childhood for your actions as an adult okay if you did lack some development as a child i think we this is probably not going to be a popular opinion i think everybody it's all relative everybody has missed out on some kind of experience that someone thinks you should have as a child everybody lacks something and Mm -hmm. has missed out on some kind of developmental window that they just they just didn't get to yeah for sure. And that doesn't mean that you can be a fucking asshole when you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And that's all there is to it for me. Yep. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Just own your past and, and make your make your future better for mm-hmm. yourself and the people around you. Yeah. And get understand. help for mental illness. Yeah. Understand what happens, you know. And yes, the main thing is if you can afford it. There's fucking ways. talk to people. Talk to someone. Yep. Because then you can understand what happened and why you have triggers or why you do the things you do and why you act the way you act. Yeah, because you're out there stabbing people. You can't say it's <laughs> cooking because... Their, cooking their heads with some oh, squash God. and carrots. Yeah. There's no excuse for that. I'm sorry. So I don't care how bad your childhood <laughs> no, was. No, no. There's a place That's, where you too, need to be no responsible No counselor for can help someone like that. No. Nope. It's like the movie... Oh, see, now this is where it gets weird. The movie Voices with Ryan Reynolds. I've never seen that movie. <gasps> I've seen <gasps> Oh my god, you have to watch it. He's so mentally unstable, but he's on medication and he does great and he talks with he's such a nice guy and he like talks to his counselor, but he he stops taking his medication. Oh yeah. You've got to watch that movie. It's actually like a horror comedy type thing. I think I've seen the trailer for that. It's so good. He like talks to his dog. His dog's like, you're fucking batshit crazy, bro. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It, that's that's a really good movie. You should watch it. But yeah, it makes you empathize for someone who has that kind of mental mm-hmm. illness where it's medication driven. Like you have to stay on that regimen or it's just 
your whole world's fucked. Oh, yeah, and I think sure. medication probably could have helped her if she had the right psychologist. Let me ask you nowadays. This. Let me ask you this real quick. And I don't want to get into big detail with this, but um, we we're talking about the guys and we're like, you know, she's she's crazy. They get out. They run away. They want to. Is it possible that John kind of stuck around because maybe he thought he could help her and, and get beyond that? Well, and the reason I, I reason I bring this up, and especially now with what is going on in America with all of these mass shootings and all this stuff with these, you know, everybody's the bully complex. Do you ever think about that a minute when you were back in high school and there was the 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 geek, the nerd, the you know, the person that everybody kind of made fun of, and how did you react to them and? And what did you do? Were you bullies to them? Did you make fun of them? Because you hear a lot of those stories. It's like, you know, we got picked on or blah, blah, blah. And I think back and I think to myself, what would I have done? Because I, I always try, looking back is a long way to look back for me. <laughs> well, and to look back in high school, being an adult. It's a whole it's, lot. It's days. hard. It's hard to do. But, I, you know, I, I never tried to. I don't I don't remember ever picking on the weird kid you know or if somebody did something and you didn't be like oh there's mr pissy pants you know you, know, you pissed your pants in the second grade and we just make fun of you for fucking all the way through high school i was mean Do you i ever... was mean in so school. probably until what like sophomore year i was pretty mean though see the way i see it is what i remember and i could be totally wrong but i feel like everybody was bullied and everybody was a bully right you have your people yes and I remember sides. the popular preppy people got made fun of because they were boning this person or that person. Or um, can you believe that they got caught drinking and ran through a door or something? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wonder if he or she listens. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. But or, you know, that person is the whatever and they did this did and you that. hear that that guy he was yelling at his girlfriend in the hallway and yeah and it's always i feel like everybody was bullied and everybody was the bully it doesn't necessarily have to even be to the face it's gossiping it's is bullying gossiping too. yeah that's the way yeah. i see it you know there were a couple of people that i remember being mean to but it was because they were fucking assholes to me i would never i would make fun of people to ashley we made fun of Aubrey. Which everybody does. Every fuck about it. We made fun oh. of all of you. No. I'm sure. I, <laughs> no, you know, like I said, it, it's a long time ago for me, and I'm not going to stand up here and, and stand on a pedestal and say, oh, I was holier than thou. I never made fun of anybody. I just don't remember what One I did. Thing yeah. In particular. Yeah, well, I mean, also you know, could be like you just don't want to remember that, could very, that part. It could very well. Or be. you, you know, had no idea. Who you are anymore. And right. You, yeah. Or you don't even realize, like, at me. It's something that I had to like really think about. Like I, I had a re, well, I had a reunion with somebody whom I bullied like kind of relentlessly in grade school. And I don't ever remember you bullying this person. I, it was more I was on like a bullying, like bandwagon, I guess. And and it's something that I'd never really thought too much about until I saw her, and I was like. I was so, I was mean so fucking yeah. mean to her. And it was like one of those things where I was like, what the fuck? 
I, I like did all this mean shit to her with other people. So right. like I was like the ringleader that was like, let's fuck her world up. And this <laughs> is like, I was just a part of this group. And that's just, we just did that. And that was like mm-hmm. uh, all we did. It was just part of what we did. In our childhood, it's fucked up, which you, we've made. We've since made make up. Him and, in? Oh yeah, we're friends right now. On. But it's just, it's just one of those crazy things where it's like you don't even realize if you're just hanging out with a group of people, and you like look at these kids nowadays, and you're like, why are you fucking letting this happen? But you think about yourself, and you're like, yeah, that, I that, fucking and let that happen. I, think I participated. I think that's where I was going with it. We, we don't really, you know, where what did I do? What did would I have made fun of that person? Would I have? friended that person would I have been the only friend right, they had and right. I think I kind of spears back to this maybe everybody else had run away from her and, and he keeps going back because he knows that she's alone and right. she needs somebody and or he felt that the, way nobody else could love me the well, sad thing well is be. too is that she needed somebody long before that and it was I think it was too little too was late too at that little, point right she had nobody in her childhood to be there for her to save her to tell her this is not okay to tell her like the things will get better none of that i don't think she had any of that even in her teachers which is unfortunate because they said she got all these awards or maybe she did have it from her teachers but it wasn't enough right consistent enough or she didn't respect her teachers because of yeah there's just i mean you can snowball all day you can snowball all day yeah yeah we better stop uh, snowballing yeah we should sorry oh <laughs> uh, as always, lovely conversation with the two of you. Yeah, absolutely. It's an insight. It's fun. It's exciting. And I hope our listeners enjoy hearing, you know, it may not always be the most popular uh, thing to say. Or, mm-hmm. if, you know, we may be, you know, I may be wrong. I, I, I'm i wrong a lot. So, it, you know, it happens. And I'm always right about everything. Everything. But, okay. you know. As always, she was texting while Jeremy was saying. I know, that. right? She wasn't paying attention to me. I feel bullied. In I'm my sorry, my husband's asking. He said, "Is it dinner for three tonight?" And I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck does that mean? What are you trying to say?" You can say that out of my house. I'll make you dinner. Oh, look, there you go. Well, I was. I thought he meant me and somebody else. <laughs> oh. Me and him and somebody else. I, he's like, uh, "Is it just going to be me and the girls eating dinner tonight?" I'm like. Oh. Yeah, you probably. That's exactly me. what I thought. How did you not think that? Right? I, I don't know. I, that's what I thought too. But it anyway, when you're um, in three way. we we <laughs> all I heard was three way. <laughs> um, of course, that's all you heard. Of course, we we want to hear your guys' opinions. We yes. have an email. It's murdernerds at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. All right, I nailed that one. Yep, I've got a whole. I've got the whole spiel back here. Well, and I once again, and I'll let you get to that. Oh, okay. You got socials. Uh, I I want our listeners to chime in. Yeah, for you sure. Know. Where you guys been? Yeah, exactly. You know, we, and get on we, our Facebook page too. You don't have to. If you want to send us a personal email, yeah. that's fine. Do that. We will have a personal conversation with you. But you can always start a conversation, and that'll get more exactly. ideas and more perspectives in on that conversation. Yep. So yeah. get on our Facebook page and do it. The we're, other we're, murder nerds. The murder nerds. Where the what? What did you say? Excuse me. The other murder nerds. The other murder nerds. Conversations amongst the murder nerds. There you go. We need like a discord for people to talk to each other. We could do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm really stressing with this on our on our podcast. And it's really starting to come together in my head that we want our listeners to to interact with us. We want to know if you're enjoying the shows, if you're what your thoughts are on, on specific cases. And, you know, if. If Golden Jay goes overboard 
every once in a while laughing mm. and leaving the room while somebody's <laughs> talking about banging and boning. <laughs> I'm still waiting to see Grandmas for Murder Nerds. Grandmas for Murder Nerds, yep. Uh, so anyways, I just want to point that out. I want, I want no, to no, that's perfect. Interact. Yeah, and I mean, if we say something that you, I mean, if you want to give, we love outside opinion. We love perspective. We love all that. We talk to each other all the time. We know each other's opinions on, on all of these topics. We want to know what you guys think yep. about these things. Yes. So, um, so before we wrap things up, obviously, we're going to give a shout out to Golden Mojo uh, Network of Podcasts. We've got Golden Image Podcast. Yeehaw. We've got The Call Guys. Oh. <laughs> what? The Call Guys. Exciting things coming up with the call, oh, guys. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're doing Stay a crossover. Yep. We have an official date. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's on the books. And then last but not least, we've got the United States of Paranormal. Oh, but that's not last and least now. What does that mean? <gasps> it's not last it's and not least. It's not last and least. I don't know what that means. That's okay. That's okay. Because, <laughs> because starting very, very soon, uh, obviously, let's see. Oh, we're starting out, a new one? Yeah. Uh, this th- this episode is going to come out this Friday. This coming Tuesday, Indiana Chiefs fans will have their <gasps> first episode. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're officially announcing. It's official. It's been recorded. It's coming out. It's, it's loaded Woof. and ready to be unloaded on Tuesday. I've got to type this shit Tuesday. In. Uh, the uh, July twelfth. Type that in there. And Indiana Chiefs fans. That's po- podcast. Me and Chico Noise and our buddy Phil Jordan talk about anything and everything Ch- Kansas City Chiefs. And I know it's kind of a niche. Most of the murderers probably won't get into it unless there might be one or two that are Chiefs fans. But hey, we're excited to do it. It's gonna be I'm fun. I'm sure there's a lot of Chiefs fans in Indiana. I hope so. Play your hashtags, right? Hashtag. <laughs> Play your hashtags. Right. Um, do you want to also do a little promo for Golden Image as well? You know, Golden Image. Uh, you know, we've we've come a long way. Um, you know, we're still doing the vintage episodes. Uh, but we have a nice little lineup of places we have gone. Right, which we and, talked about. Yep. yep. And places we're going, and some special guests. I guess an old guitar player buddy of mine I haven't seen in probably 12 years Whoa. he's uh we're, we're trying to get it down uh one of uh, uh laura balky's friends has contacted us and uh we're gonna work something out with them probably do the call guy style uh, oh, sh- uh podcast with mm-hmm. them and you know we just go places and have adventures so It'll make you want to go places and have adventures. So we're pretty excited. At the right places. Well, we want to send you the right places. Mm -hmm. And obviously, my some of my opinions are maybe different from from yours. So once again, golden uh, golden mojo ent at gmail dot com. You can let me know. Um, did this episode make you kind of sad, Alicia? Made me kind of sad. Made you kind of sad. Yeah. Um. Well, if you need to pick me up. Why don't you go listen to The Call Guys? <gasps> I know The Call Guys. Yeah. Hosted by Gunner and Colton. They talk about TV shows, movies, anything, pop culture. We all have heard of pretty much everything they've ever talked about on the podcast. It's all very popular. Pretty close. Popular things. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, we have a crossover coming up mm-hmm. between Murderers and The Call Guys. And... I think most of our murder nerds can make an educated guess of what the most of the topics of conversation will be. 
It's a passport to murder. <laughs> I was thinking Paris, which is that killer movie from the early 2000s with the the Olsen twins, Passport to Paris. Oh. <laughs> they ride the Vespas. See, all I okay. can think of is from Paris with love with John Travolta. <laughs> Never seen it. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see. We just talked about the United States Paranormal. So that's um, Alicia and Jeremy, along with Team Tejas, Logan, Matt, and Bose. So they go on, like Alicia likes to say, a road trip across America, <laughs> telling tales of hauntings, cryptids, and weird places, anything odd from any state, so they choose. Um, links and social media for all of these podcasts um, are on our social media pages, so you can go and support our small podcast network. Um, the, the more support you give us, the more we grow, and the better the content that we can provide for you good people. Mm -hmm. Nice. If there's anything you would like to tell us or any cases you'd like us to look into for a future episode, you can contact us at our... <clears throat> excuse me. You can contact us at our email at uh, murdnerds at gmail.com or search murdnerds on all popular social media. Um, if you would rather be anonymous uh, when uh, submitting your opinions, located in our bios on all of our social media platforms is a Linktree account. You can click and find at the top of the survey. Nope. Nope. You That's can click you and can find at the top a link <laughs> to our survey page. Um, it's completely anonymous. So while you're there on our okay so it's that's completely anonymous and while you are there on our social media pages you can find photos and a map of each of the cases that we cover so definitely do not forget to subscribe to us wherever you enjoy listening if you listen on apple or if you listen on spotify you need to rate and review within the app please 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 this helps us so much it is the best and easiest way to help support us at murders plus how much does it cost, Alicia? It costs, um, I think, hold on, let me get my calculator. It costs, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop, beep, beep, boop, boop. High tech, it's high tech <laughs> sound high effects tech. right there. Free 99. Free 99. That's right. It costs zero dollars, people, and it helps us move up in the charts and also gets us noticed by sponsors for ads, which we need because we timed out our ad and we don't have any right now i'm sure you guys are loving that and we love it too <laughs> and it's super cool but we really need it <laughs> we love to have it um if you can and would like to support our podcast monetarily which uh we already bought our chairs they're great yeah. by the way just want to give a shout out to uh one of our biggest fans chantel 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 wilson what and up, Chantel Wilson? And my friend Chantel. But Chantel Wilson um, gives money every month. She's a oh, sponsor. she's a new... She's a new sponsor. A nice. new sponsor. Chantel, we love you. Thank you for our new chairs that we will reimburse <laughs> Jeremy for with the funds that you provide to us <laughs> eventually. These chairs are great. I feel like a race car driver. I there, dig them. Yeah, I dig them a lot. They're, they're freaking very awesome. comfortable. Um, so you can uh, donate ninety nine cents a month, or four ninety nine a month, or nine ninety nine a month. 
We work with all budgets. This helps us at Merd Nerds with equipments, merch, licensing, anything else that we need or could need to make Merd Nerds possible for you and for us. Uh, this is not money. We don't do this to make money. We do this because it's fun and we like to hang out with each other. And honestly, Alicia and I, we don't hang out a lot anymore except for when we record Merd Nerds. So this is much needed FaceTime that we get. And I think that's probably why I do it. Because I love you. So much. She just tolerates me. <laughs> Jeremy, you're all right. Um, so, yeah, we spend a lot of time and energy in the process uh, researching these episodes for you guys. And um, spent, you know, gas, whatever. Doesn't matter. We use our own money to fund everything that goes into all of our podcasts. And the small amount that we do make and have been making off of ad revenue um, has gone straight back into the studio to make our network bigger and better for our listeners. So if you can ship. If you can ship. If you can (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) I inhaled my spit. So it's better than spin all over Jeremy. Yes, when he realized he printed a whole concert poster with no concert date yeah, on that's it. Right. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so if you can show support by pledging a donation each month, or even you can purchase some awesome merch from our Murd Merch shop located within our social media. Thank you, uh, was it Teespring? They hook us up with some merch. We like them. They let us design our own shit, and then. They take it. They print for us and everything. That's not a fucking ad. Teespring sponsor us. Yeah, there you <laughs> we go. love you. <laughs> um, I think that's it. That's it for me. I'm done talking. Anything? I got nothing. I'm good. Uh, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay. Uh, so until next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.